Yeah. I was going to say howdy doody. So I got howdy and then you said howdy do. And then it, I, wow. Wow. In sync. <laughs> in sync. I feel like that we have to be amazing. in sync because last encounters, we were so out of sync with our yes. misinterpretation of the theme or mine. <laughs> so or mine. We're we back, baby. We don't know. There could be my misinterpretation, but we're back. It wasn't. It wasn't. Well, we're back. This we're back is two girls, sync. one ghost. Two girls, one ghost. And this episode of Two Girls, One Ghost is sponsored by Smalls, which Leia just ate. Yum, yum, yum. Yum, yum, yum. Uh, we are your ghostesses. That is Corinne. And Hello. And I am Sabrina. And this is an Encounters episode. And I'm really excited about a couple things. So can I show you them? Yes. Okay. So I'm really trying to journal every single morning. Mm-hmm. Today, I'm going to journal after we record because I have not been sleeping. But I was like, okay, to inspire me and get me started on this journey, I'm going to buy myself a new notebook, and I'm so excited about this notebook. <laughs> Look at it. Oh, it's so beautiful. And it says magic and manifestations on the side. Does it have any instructions inside, or is it completely blank? Let's see. Oh, also, inside mm. cover. Mm-mm-mm. And then, let's see. I'll find the blank page. It's just um, a notebook, and you can put oh. the date at the top. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And then uh. – I have another really exciting – I've been treating myself, if you can't tell. Good. As you should. As you should. Get things that inspire you. Okay. This is like supporting my inner child and also if you like heat. This is a heatable stuffed animal. It's a little koala and it's hot right now and I'm just sitting with it on my belly. Oh. Do you heat it up? Does it have like those little the little beads, beads yeah. inside of it? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. I may get a version of that for myself because I was thinking about how at night I'm cold. Like, I don't know if I'm part reptilian or what, but like <laughs> while everybody else is sweating, my body temperature truly drops and I'm yeah. like freezing to the touch. I'm so cold. It doesn't matter how many blankets I have on me. Yeah. And so I was looking at some of those. They have them for for like younger kids, the, the stuffed animals that have a hot water bottle in them. Yeah. So that you can snuggle with them and then be a little bit warmer mm-hmm. while you sleep, while you rest. What did they That's used good to idea. do back in the olden days? They had like that hot pan that they put under the covers. Yeah. How did that They do work? it in Pirates of the Caribbean. Maybe they take it out when you're ready to go into bed. I don't know. Hmm. Hmm. Je ne sais quoi. Mm-hmm. Anyway. We just need heaters highly, all around us. Yes. Highly Soft. recommend. I also run really cold when I'm sleeping. And so lately I've been heating this up and just snuggling. Mm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And Leia loves it too. And so now it's been me, Koala, and Leia like snuggled up under the covers. We're just like triple spoon. <laughs> it's like a big spoon fest under Is the covers. Is Koala named Koala? Or have you named oh, it something that, else? You know what? This is great. I don't have a name for my Koala. So let's uh, outsource some suggestions. Okay. I have none right now. <laughs> so. My you brain is to. barely working. <laughs> we can um, copy, comment in the YouTube. Yeah. Uh, what yeah. You think. We're relying or, on everyone else here. Yeah. As we do. Our brains. We only have one brain cell. Two girls, one brain cell. <laughs> Our favorite worst review we've ever gotten. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so good. Oh, you have more. copy too. Here we are. 
Uh, We're in sync again, guys. Woo. And not the band, band. but I do like the band. Are you an in sync or a Backstreet Boy gal? Backstreet. Me too. Me too. Backstreet Boys. I honestly, yeah, there were very few in sync songs that I could probably even sing to you because I was full on Backstreet Boys. Yeah. But now I feel like I've already talked about this show too many times. I can't bring it up again. Yeah, you can. But I feel like now I'm rewriting history in my mind and like my own memories and being like, oh, I must have been a new Kids on the Block fan, even though it was totally before our time, yeah. them as a boy band, only because I freaking love that show in Massachusetts, The Farmhouse Fixer with John from New Kids on the Block. I just can't stop watching it and rewatching it and obsessing about it. That's so. It's your guilty pleasure. But it's not even guilty. You have no reason to be guilty about it. It's you just enjoy it. I just love as a you good should. Home improvement show. So what good. did you just say? You like kind of I love a good home home improvement show, but yeah. I choked my way through it. <laughs> I'm also having these moments. I know this is an encounter, so I won't tangent too much. But I have realized have mm-hmm. I already told you this? That like when I'm looking around my apartment now, I went way too hard on choosing things that are rectangular. And ever since I realized it, it has been hurting my brain. Oh. Because I've been looking around at my stuff and being like, oh, the next time we move, the next time we're here or there, like what am I going to keep? What am I going to update? What am I going to mm-hmm. part with? And as I've looked around, it's just harsh angles everywhere and it hurts my brain and I want to throw everything out and start again. Like it is everything square. This is this roundness right here is the only round thing in my entire freaking apartment. Say, Everything else is a rectangle. Well, that's okay. I feel like you have different versions of rectangles and you have plants and you have pillows and you have like your place is so cute and cozy. Yeah, but my energy must be off because all my plants have been dying. Oh my gosh. Plants my, that I've wait, had for years suddenly too. dead. Wait, have we been hexed? Two. Excuse me. Uh oh. <laughs> Who are you and what is your name and number? We need to we need to talk. Wait, that's right? so I have this plant. You can't really see it, but like it hangs down and kind of mm-hmm. loops under this doorway, door frame, and it just all of a sudden turned yellow and all the leaves started falling off and it it was thriving for the last 2 years. Thriving. Yeah. Right, and it's like you make no changes. Yeah. to how you care for something. And like I've looked for pests like my snake plant, I've had the snake plant for years. It's been what the same routine on? every single two weeks to four weeks. I like will water it at different periods, but it's always been the same routine. Had it forever. It's never been affected. I've lived in this apartment for a few years or two years. And now three weeks ago, root rot suddenly, yeah, wait, or at least that's too. what I'm suspecting. It's just fully dead. And I'm like, how? Wait, I literally is- broke apart the soil and looked and I okay. have no idea how it happened. You know how you and I were recently, probably three weeks ago, talking about how we want to be green witches and how we're beginning this journey. What if our plants were like, no, <laughs> stay in your own lane. We like when you don't pay attention to us. Stop touching us. Yeah. Yeah. Or we're hexed. Yeah, I'm looking around. I'm just, I think we're hexed again. Because my nipples <laughs> hurt too. So I, I feel like right. They, someone hexed me and hurt my body. And or, Why do your nipples hurt? I don't do you know? know. Or it's like Mean Girls where she's like, I, there's a 70% chance it's already raining. Wait, this is your secret magic power. <laughs> your nipples hurt when there's negative energy and hexing coming your way. They're wow. like trying to warn you and deflect all of the bad laser beams. They're like shooting Sabrina, towards you. Alert, <laughs> alert, alert, alert. 
<laughs> my nipple If yours alarms. were like mine when I uh, changed birth controls to one that didn't work for me and I started shooting out liquid from my nipples, <laughs> like that would be a good just <laughs> deflect like, all the bad dispensers. energy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the classic question where people are like, oh, if you could have two liquids that shoot out of either index finger, what would they be? But really we should talk about out of the nipple. When your nipples aren't aren't being used for milks, breastfeeding, like what would you Oh, that's a <gasps> wait. Good, oh. I learned something. What? On the internet, which means on TikTok. I also want to hear what liquids you choose out of your nipples, but we can we can circle back. Okay, well this is this got me there. Okay. Because I was, I was just thinking about all of the amazing things that could come out of your nipples. Mm-hmm. But I was seeing that a lot of women who are currently breastfeeding are taking their own milk and using it as like facial cream on their stretch marks like Mm. everywhere and it's basically this miracle liquid that gets rid of stretch marks gets rid of wrinkles like makes people glow makes people moisturized and so then i was just thinking like that makes me kind of think that one of my boobs should just always have breast milk coming out because (laughs) that's i mean yeah it's like a miracle liquid i don't know about the other one I feel like hot sauce would come out of one. A specific one for you. Yeah. A specific hot sauce. Yes. My jalapeno hot sauce. Yep. And then the other one, do you like, I I keep going like the other one. This one and then this one. The other one I think is like ice cream sauce. No, that's not. What about like caramel sauce? Mm, That would be delicious. Yeah. That would be great. I have like sweet and spicy. Yeah. I know I'm kind of I my mind went to a few other places for my other boob to consider but then I, I'm I'm also thinking about like what would come of certain choices like if you were like oh I want it to squirt out gold or silk or something <laughs> liquid gold oil, like then you could be at risk of being imprisoned and milked <laughs> for the rest of your life. I'm just imagining so gasoline I, so you never have to like go to the gas station and you're just like right? putting your boob into the refuel tank. Yeah. I mean, Middle East has nothing on me. I am the oil baby. Oil I'm reserve. the richest Corinne. woman alive. Yeah, but then yeah, gas you might get don't imprisoned matter. and you might be um, – right? utilized for your resources and just suck dry yeah literally literally you shrivel up into I don't know like what i would choose the little like ursula souls yeah okay this might be a weird one okay but i feel like maybe i would have hair just like as if we don't never have ending strand of hair well my thought was i can do things with it you know like <laughs> it's not super sought after but like i could start a wig business you know (laughs) you would never start a wig business even if your nipple did shoot out hair that's true i feel (laughs) are you gonna be like spider-man but like out of your nipple i mean i could start an OnlyFans with that for sure like that would (laughs) that would make me rich remind us how did we get here i don't remember um but this is an encounters episode so uh we actually do tell ghost stories we'll put our nipples away (laughs) we're gonna get an angry email remember that one time i talked about my nipples years ago and someone wrote horrible email being like you disgusting woman it's like how dare we talk about our bodies in a positive exciting way instead we should be shamed and put our bodies away everybody has nipples some people have more than two so some people have none after different things yeah that's true occur and happen to their bodies and that is totally okay it shouldn't be this weird thing for us to 
avoid talking about. Okay. But I'm sure everybody that's here is no longer those yeah. people because I think they left three years ago when yeah. we had that one episode. So we we're banished fine. them with our nipple talk. They're the ones hexing our nipples now. <laughs> <laughs> they're like sitting in their living rooms they're like remember that podcast that talked about their nipples i'm gonna hex them uh, maybe everyone rewind 13 minutes and then take a sip every time we say the word nipple nipple, <laughs> <laughs> nipple, nipple, nipple. <laughs> okay okay this is an encounters yes. episode should Sabrina, i know what you like start? to go first yes, yes. okay bum, 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 bum. what do i want to start with okay well there's two that i'm like hmm 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 I just, you know, when you get excited and you're like, ah. <laughs> Do you ever, does this happen to you when you get so excited that you just want to scream at the top of your lungs, but you're in a place where you can't? And so you try to secretly and quietly kind of go <laughs> to like get it all out of your body. Oh, totally. Yeah. So happened to me really? since I was a little kid. There are totally pictures of me like clenching my fist going as a little kid just trying to regulate emotions Uh, okay i'll get to my story but yesterday i was so tired that i also like was restless energy and i wanted to run around like a crazy kid and i um did you do it i did work out and now i'm really sore Mm. okay can i just say one more thing sure (laughs) why not (laughs) just tangent were you talking about working out and being sore just made me think of something that i have been tangenting about a lot recently and that okay. is so i joined a bar studio yeah proud of you and i feel like anybody who is self-conscious about themselves and has lower self-worth should go to a bar class or a pilates class because the people their ages their body types it is across the board there's no one particular person that mm. is in these classes like i see every single type of weight, body size, age, like there are people who I swear are like in their 80s in this wow. in this class. And I am by far the weakest person in there. Everyone is so damn strong. And I just yeah. feel like it's very empowering to see so many body types that you aren't used to seeing advertised as like, this is what a strong person is. This is what a healthy person is. Yeah. To be able to see that right next to you and someone like every single muscle group in them is just like extreme power yes it's just so beautiful and it's it's really like taking me out of my own mind and body a little bit and just it's made me feel better just about like my own self because i'm like wow these people are all so strong so so beautiful and then i'm like if i'm saying this about every single person in this class why can't i say that say it about yourself Yeah. yeah well it's making me yeah i'm getting getting some body positive I really love that. Positivity unintentionally in my bar studio. Yay. That's amazing. I feel like that's something I struggle with too. And as I – or just like negative inner critic, Mm -hmm. as I'm journaling, I've I've noticed that I start out – like, or when I first started, my inner critic was so loud in all my journal entries. And I almost got exhausted by her that now I'm, you know, a little bit more positive in my entries. Right. Ew. Sometimes when you're too – right? You're like, stop nagging. Stop being such a glass half full. Yeah. It's not fun being around you and you're like, wait, I'm doing that to myself. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I have a story. I decided which one I'm going to read. This Amazing. is called Creepy Kids Find Secret Disappearing Tunnels in the Backyard. <gasps> no way. Mm-hmm. No way. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, where is this? How can I find it? Where? <laughs> okay. I want to go there. This is from our listener, Kel. Hello, Sabrina and Corinne. I wanted to write a story that my friend told me. 
I've previously written two stories about Hawaii, Viking and elf ghosts, and a palm reader. But I just remembered this story that my friend told me, so I thought you would like it. So first of all, my friend is from Canada, and I'll call her Emma. When she was little, she lived in San Diego until she was about five or six. She said she remembers her mom told her that when she was little living in San Diego, she would ask her mom, who's that little girl in the closet? She said she remembers that at night, she used to hear a little girl's voice coming from the closet. So she would go into the closet and would see a little girl. She said the little girl would ask her questions like, what is your name? But when Emma would ask the same questions back to the girl, she would never answer. Later, when she moved to Canada, she said she used to see the shadow of a man in her backyard. As she got older, she stopped seeing him. But one day when she was really sick, she saw a glimpse of him out of her window. Then her little sister told a story about her friend who had a Coraline door in her house and said that sometimes they find hidden trap doors under the grass in her backyard. They would open these doors and they would find tunnels in the ground. What? Then she would go into the tunnels. You just pick up the grass? You just pick up the ground? I guess so. They would go into the tunnels, but they would get scared and climb back out. The next day, they would go back to the same spot and the trap door would be gone. No. This is from very young kids, so I don't know how true it is, but I still thought you would enjoy the story anyway. When I heard these stories, it was my first time going to Emma's house, and usually when I meet new people, I ask them for their ghost stories. But this time, I didn't even have to ask, and they just started telling me on their own. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed, Kel. I mean, I feel like that has that last part has they written all over it to me it feels very and i guess if we look at Coraline like that there's a lot of symbolism with Faye. i mean they she literally steps into a fairy circle in the first two minutes of the of the movie so that is interesting i don't know what sort of reason there is for these things to be opening these tunnels i know and i wish i wish that i know that like it was easy to get scared by these tunnels but i so badly wish they had kept going just to know what's down there. It also reminds me of uh, Barbarian a little bit, which is very creepy and scary. Yeah. So I get why you wouldn't want to keep going. Right. I want to know what the tunnels looked like. You know, me like too. were they super sterile? Were they just tunnels in the earth and all sides of you are rock and dirt? Yeah. What did they look like? Are, I mean, are these sort of like the – I'm thinking about like synapses in the brain or I guess, I guess maybe like root systems – underneath the ground and Mm. are these tunnels not meant to be seen but basically like these root systems of the whole universe or like of our life on earth and if you did follow one of the tunnels you would okay like dark Uh, well i haven't even seen all of dark i know you told me to watch it so many times but now i'm thinking about like everything everywhere all All at at once. once yeah so it's like you know how there's the map and it's like here's your life and here's your life a little bit closer to where you are now but slightly different and then like the further you go out and web from that yeah are these the tunnels like if you followed it mm. would you get to another version of you that's slightly different and if you went deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper are you just in a parallel universe Whoa. or a parallel life but so far away from where you are now okay this is i i can picture the book it's the it's kind of like Coraline, but it's also kind of like what was that book? Something the library, um, the one mm. where she the Midnight Library, Midnight Library. It's kind of like that, but it's like YA and spooky, and you're climbing mm-hmm. down this tunnel and going into different little offshoots that are different lives, and you keep going, and the further you get, the further you get from your life, but then the further you get, the harder it is to get back to your real life. Wait, what if this is actually? 
some like these kids who experienced it, their future selves, interstellar like, know mm. a bunch of stuff from the future and are trying to open up the gate and like glitch the portals open to their <gasps> previous selves in time travel. And this is what those kids saw was like their future selves trying to come back and open up the channel. Sometimes I feel like we're in a writer's room and we're just like, okay, what if this is the story? And we just take off on tangents and it's almost like we're writing a story. I'm glad that you're comparing it to a writer's room because that makes me feel better about what we do compared to being just like conspiracy theorists. (laughs) (laughs) What if it's this? (laughs) I think we just really enjoy these stories and we get, oh, do you want to come up your leg? Come on. She put her little paws up like she wanted to now. But no, I think Mm -hmm. like, at least for me, I love getting carried away in the story. And I fully acknowledge that we we get carried away. So, you know, they're not based in any fact, but we are having fun. Yeah. This isn't a reserved ghost story podcast. This is anything goes, anything is possible. Yes. Let's talk talk about all the possibilities that just or whatever comes into our head in this exact (laughs) moment. And we have that's creative minds, so that's where we go. Also, this story really reminds me – I used to have this reoccurring nightmare that – and it's – again, like it's really hard to share dreams because I feel like it, it's so visual that sometimes when mm-hmm. you reiterate it, it doesn't come out exactly as the experience. But I had this reoccurring nightmare where it's kind of like flowers in, in the attic. There were a bunch of kids. I was one of them. And this man came in and was like threatening and started chasing us. And so we were running through kind of this beautiful garden-y backyard forest situation and stumbled upon a trap door in the ground, like in the grass. And I would climb into it with the uh, with the other kids and try to go into it. And it was one of those tu- tunnels. It like kind of reminded me of this where it just kept going, mm-hmm. kept going, kept going. And the man eventually like, found us and was climbing in afterwards and it was it was scary and i would always wake up at that did you read the lovely bones not before this so much like this yeah i mean yeah that's creepy but it's it this is a great example of how sometimes dreams could make the best stories in real life so if you can remember your dreams if you can do a little dream journal i feel like anyone can write an amazing plot yeah i just don't remember my dreams so (laughs) (laughs) it's hard i won't be one of those writers but someone else will and then also i feel like when i wake up from a scary dream i'm so tired half the time that i'm not gonna be like oh Mm -hmm. let me grab this journal and write about it in detail and then i fall back to sleep and i'm like oh that's true i got that yep (laughs) then it's gone you're like oh it's so vivid i'll absolutely remember this in five days and then five minutes later and you're like wait what was that (laughs) i already can't remember Okay, the subject line totally reeled me in. Okay. This is called The One You Call When the Priest Doesn't Work. Oh, oh. Well, this is, I feel like this is good to know. It is. And it's also, I feel like, a question that has come up before with us, too. It's like, aren't these people supposed to be the last resort? Like, who do you go to next? And we're going to get those answers. Because we've heard stories where the priests walk in and they're like, nah, sorry. Nope. Gotta Never go. mind. Goodbye. I have a very exactly. important business meeting. <sighs> yes. I can't. Uh, I hope no one's ever in that situation ever again. But if I you know. are, we're about to get some answers from, I think it's Anna. Okay. Anna. A-N-A. I'll say Anna for, for right okay. now. Hello, ladies and kitties. You can call me Anna, but first and foremost, I love y'all. 
I've been listening for a couple of years now, and I'm proud of how far you guys have come. That's nice. <laughs> That's so sweet. My partner of three and a half years is genuinely the spookiest person that I have ever met. Let's call him Asher for the sake of this email. Asher has been an active practitioner of magic, spiritual alchemy, and general witchcraft for well over 10 years. Ooh. But far before this, he was spiritually inclined, to say the least. Mm. There are a million creepy kid stories that I could tell you about his family that they back him up on. For example, when he was around three or four, he walked up to his mom and said, I can see people's auras. And his mom replied, what do you mean, sweetie? And Asher then said, they're the colors around people that tell me who they are. When his mom asked, how did you learn that word? He simply replied, I just do. And toddled off. Okay. Like, what? Have you seen? <laughs> I would puke if my child did that. <laughs> I think someone tagged us or multiple people have tagged us in this video on TikTok. <clears throat> It's of this little girl who I don't remember what she says that she is, but like it's like some alien species and she does like mm. almost Reiki and is healing her grandfather who has a – like a tumor. Oh, oh, I have seen that. Yeah. I guess I misinterpreted the video because I thought her mom had taught her Reiki, which maybe, maybe is still the case. But I didn't realize that she has memories or understanding of herself being from somewhere else. Yeah. She, I think, I don't know all the details, but she specifically talks about being like another being <gasps> currently. Right now. Yeah. Like she was not a past channeling life. energy. It's like from, I am part. Yeah. Something else. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. And also that, that kind of leads me to question how people, for lack of a better word, or like beings from other universes, other planets, other places, other dimensions view what well, like what is the definition of like what they are? Because mm. like maybe flesh and blood and body is human, yeah. but they're like no, I'm something else because they're identifying their soul as the being whereas we're used to identifying our it's bodies like the, and brain. Ev exactly. And even like culturally people identify differently if they're in a collectivistic or like an individualistic culture. It, that's interesting. I mean, I need to go back to this page now that I just watched her do Reiki and then moved on, but didn't realize there was so much more to the story. Yeah. I ended up going that's to cool. her TikTok and watching a bunch of videos. Okay. Yeah. Have you come across the people, the kids that do the remote viewing yet? No. Where they're wearing those blackout goggles and they can't see anything at all, but they can tell you what color you're holding up, what a word says, like inside of a journal that was written that's far away from them. How stranger things. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I think it's in the UK. So clearly everybody has amazing abilities. We just have to unlock them. Yeah. Unlock your powers. But for Asher in this story, it seems that he unlocked them. Early on. It always had them unlocked. <laughs> Okay, Anna said, I would puke if my child did that. <laughs> Anyways, this is just one example of the innate ability that Asher has. As he got older, Asher continued to grow as a practitioner of energy work, non-denominational witchcraft, and a multitude of other topics. This allowed him to specialize in offensive and defensive spiritual alchemy, where he learned how to manipulate, deconstruct, and transform other energies in the space around him including that of entities that you discuss on your show. After an intense spiritual awakening, the details of which he asked me not to include here, these skills grew exponentially. This mm. was about six years ago. A few years pass as he is continuously improving his skills and met people from around our county that also practiced all different forms of paganism or witchcraft. Once they all started practicing together, they formed a coven of sorts. <gasps> 
Honestly, it was closer to a cult at times, but not a bad one. (laughs) Yeah. I know they all say that, but I promise at this time, it's true. (laughs) Let's call them the squad for simplicity, the members of which Asher regularly calls his students since he's the most advanced one in his practice. Wow. This makes me so curious, too, about Anna's relationship with Asher. Like, does does Anna, is she unlocking all of these abilities as well? Yeah. Is he a spiritual coach or do they just kind of like enjoy each other's interests separately? <laughs> we'll have to find out. I know. Maybe this email will answer that. Yeah, or we'll Here's where the title up. Yes. Here's where the title of this email is explained. The squad were the ones you call when the priests didn't work out. You've read stories on the podcast where priests will refuse to go back into a house to perform multiple cleansings, especially if they had a negative experience. This situation is more common than people would think. So, through word of mouth, the squad would get called upon to perform rites, ward properties, and of course handle poltergeist and demonic activity. It's like they Ghostbusters. Called, it, they are the Ghostbusters. Yeah. Oh, my God. I hope they have a matching. I hope the squad has matching outfits. <laughs> We're all about the matching outfits. <laughs> right? <laughs> Something. Come on. They called this being on call, and they would typically do their work during the third shift. People did compensate them, but all of it was donation-based, and if someone was unable to pay, no problem. They would, of course, divide any profits equally and also had a shared money pot that could be used in case someone in the squad was in an emergency. But that's beside the point. One clarification that I would like to make for you ladies about most hauntings is that the vast majority of them are caused by non-human entities, and it's actually somewhat rare in both his and my experiences to find a haunting with an active and sentient human spirit. AKA Hmm. not a residual haunting. Interesting. See, I told you little kids were demons. (laughs) (laughs) Basically everything is a demon. Yes. In all of his time on call, Asher only encountered a handful of human entities that caused issues. And he was on call five nights a week for almost a year. So it was his job along with other odd jobs for that period. Another topic that is very important in energy work is the concept of purging and warding. Typically, when a space is cleansed, all that happens is the bad energy is pushed out of the designated area, leaving you with a lack of a spiritual presence. Think of this like diffusion, where you have two environments, one has a high energetic concentration and the other has a low energetic concentration. When a semi-permeable membrane separates these two environments, the veil, the high energetic concentration will diffuse across the membrane to try to equilibrate the two environments. This is the same way that leaving a house unoccupied with without first blocking it off from the area of high energetic concentration can make the space seem attractive to beings that exist in the area of high concentration, i.e. on the other side. Of course, this topic is much more complicated than the analogy that I just wrote, but I hope this gives you an idea of how purging and warding works. I truly That's interesting. Th- I feel like... Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> I do, I truly feel like we were just in school and I wanted to take notes the entire time. Like Anna right? and Asher. This is the science teach. class we need. Yeah. Yes. Totally. Should we do like a master class. Well, Anna and Asher should do uh, a master well, class. We'll take the ma- we'll be the students. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll be the students. But no, I feel like that is really interesting because that kind of I feel like goes with sort of my experiences in my childhood home where we knew that negative energy was basically like diffusing that it was leaving but it wasn't permanently gone right. like it went somewhere else but it, like it could come back and we talk about it all the time where it's like there's something attractive about certain spaces to certain spiritual entities and so yeah maybe asher and honor on a have more to say on that i'm sure they do 
Yeah, because okay. my question is, how do you, you know, this dark energy, if you move it out of your space, like, is there a way to ever fully rid the world or this earthly plane of this negative dark energy? Right. That's or do you have to trap it in a horcrux of sorts? Yeah, which is exactly the thing, because it's like, if everything was of this earth the way that we understand it to be, then maybe not. But if you have the ability to push things out and banish them beyond the veil into other dimensions or into other like energetic fields, then maybe they're not gone, but they're in a place that we can no longer perceive them or interact with them. Yeah. I do not know. Science. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. While on call, Asher went to hundreds of houses to purge and ward off activity since this was his job for over a year. Of all the experiences that he had on call, there's one that sticks out in his mind as being the most confirmation of the spiritual realm existing. Mm. Asher and his squad had been called in to cleanse a house that had three separate priests come in over the past year to attempt to cleanse a house of poltergeist activity. (laughs) Was it in Chicago? Because I feel like we know about that one. Yeah. Of course. The priests were able to help temporarily, but did not offer a permanent solution, as explained before. The poltergeist activity consisted of footsteps, hearing crying throughout the night, cold spots, night terrors, and the feeling of cold hands touching the residents of this home. When Asher and two of his squad members went inside, he could tell that there were two different demonic slash negative entities that had been taking up residence in this house and were feeding off of the fear that they induced. Once Asher had begun to walk through the home, he turned to go down the hallway that had a bookshelf inlay on one side with the owners of the house as well as two other squad members that trailed behind him. Suddenly, a cold gust of wind was felt through all of them. When this occurred, Asher started the purging process where he would bind the entity to a sort of metaphysical box, like a horcrux, like you were saying, or like Ghostbusters. Very much. And trap them there and then bring it with him when he left the space. Of course, the poltergeist was not happy with this, and to attempt to scare everyone off, it picked up a Bible off of the bookshelf and hurled it at my partner's head. Oh. Rude. Very rude. <laughs> Very rude. This is how we get haunted artifacts too, right? Like whatever you trap things in or, or banish things to. Luckily, Asher has quick reflexes and he was able to catch the book, but nonetheless, he said that one of the owners nearly pissed themselves seeing the book fly <laughs> over five feet through the air with considerable force. Oh my gosh. The second entity in the home was not nearly as strong, so it was not as much of a struggle to get that one under control. Asher and his squad were able to successfully purge and ward the space, and the owners have never reached out again, so we can assume that they're doing well. Yay! Victory! Asher, victory. Success for the squad. Go squad. (laughs) Go squad. Asher and I moved in together into a new apartment about a year and a half ago. Our apartment is small, only a one bedroom. In our living room slash kitchen, we have a bar of sorts that separates the kitchen area from the living room where we have a couch and TV. At this bar, we have two bar chairs that are made of hardwood. For a bit of background on the residents in our home, Asher and I have configured our apartment to be a safe stopping point for about 25 or so different entities. They are permitted to come through our ward and stay there in order to rest and recoup without having to worry about being attacked. There are also a couple of permanent attachments that Asher has carried with him through multiple lives, and they are around our apartment full-time. Generally, neither Asher nor I watch horror movies. We have enough spookiness going on (laughs) in our own lives to have that. (laughs) Seriously. Filled. 
but I've heard good things about the movie Midsummer, so I decided to watch it with Asher. The first hour or so of the movie went well until we got to the section that discusses how the commune made oracles. If you recall, they explicitly state in this movie that the oracles they produce are produced through inbreeding. This is extremely offensive take on oracles from the perspective of most pagans since oracles are heavily revered and were generally not made back when paganism was readily practiced on a large scale. One of the permanent entities in our home was outraged by this Mm. statement and heavily offended by it for a good reason. We felt the air temperature drop about 10 degrees and we heard a loud bang from next to the couch. Less than five seconds after the inbreeding plot line was revealed, one of the hardwood chairs, which had been sitting still with no issues for over three hours, had then slammed down to the ground. The way that you grab the back of the chair and push it over would be the way that when you grab the back of the chair and push it down would be. At that point, we turned off the TV and apologized to the entity for supporting that type of media. So we don't watch any horror movies in the apartment anymore out of respect for these entities that take up residence here. Fair. Uh, And then I love this. Anna, based, I think, on just like questions that Anna and Asher have heard over time and ones that we've talked about on the podcast, Anna included some questions and answers. See, it's a masterclass. Everyone take notes. We're in a masterclass. Okay. So she writes, quick disclaimer, these are answers to the questions that you've asked through your perspective. They are our truth, but we have found that when it comes to spirituality, the truth is somewhat subjective. So this may not be either your personal truth or the truth of anyone else listening. It is simply our take on the questions that you've asked. Also, the questions are paraphrased. How many hauntings are actual human spirits versus demonic? In Asher's entire time doing purging and warding, he's only had two or three instances where there was a cognizant human spirit causing activity. Even then, two of these were spirits that had essentially been stuck on this plane so long that they turned into these banshees of sorts, so they were not entirely human anymore. Hmm. This is reminding me again of the Bell Witch Cave. Like, yeah. Just something else breaks off and morphs into another thing, originally from a human spirit, but adapts. Yeah. Therefore, the math on that works out to be less than 1% of hauntings are active human spirits. I don't know if this is supposed to make us feel better because I feel like it's making me feel worse. <laughs> well, my question is because the title of the subject or the subject of this email was what who to call after the priest doesn't work. So mm-hmm. I wonder if people call the squad specifically for darker experiences because we've heard just so many stories that do feel and appear to be more human spirits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm just curious. I know. And then, I mean, I guess it also makes me wonder, are there hauntings that we think are hauntings, but are just spirits who don't actually exist in this plane, just hmm. frequenting this area? Like almost like a vacation. Like you go to your favorite <laughs> restaurant once a week, you go to your fa- your favorite hotel. Right. I don't know. And so everyone's like, oh, it's haunted. But really, they're just regulars <laughs> and that they don't actually live there. I'm curious. Asher encountered lots of residual hauntings on call where it was essentially an energetic imprint of previous residents and experiences, but even those were not as common as inhuman activity. Most of the time, it is an inhuman spirit that is acting similarly to a human in order to gain more energy from the haunting. Hmm. Is reincarnation real? If so, how many times do we reincarnate? In our experience, souls reincarnate until they have reached a point of enlightenment which generally occurs between 10 to 14 cycles. 
the most common number being 12. When souls reincarnate, there is generally a resting period between cycles of about 75 to 100 earthly years. This allows a soul to rest and recover its primal flame so that it can endure inhabiting another body. Past life regressions are indeed a very real thing, but they can be quite traumatic since usually the first thing to come through for the previous life is either how you died or the most traumatic experiences that that soul endured during that lifetime. So be very wary of that when doing regressions. Okay, wait, this is making me think of, so creeps and crimes, we went on creeps and crimes, what? On their episode 100. Yes. Yeah. No. Oh, 99. You're right. 99 99 ghosts. 99 99 problems, problems. but a ghost ain't one. Well, it really is one Yeah, uh, for for us. But we were on Creeps and Crimes, and and we've since become friends with Taylor and Morgan. Mm -hmm. And they did a Patreon special that they sent us the video and we were watching where they had a – they went through past life regression. Yeah. And this is making me remember like more – I won't spoil it because you have to be a patron for (laughs) Creeps and Crimes to to know exactly what happened, but – there were some things that came up for Morgan where in her past life, pretty immediately entering that life, there was a recollection of a really tragic and traumatic event. Yeah. Which, I mean, to like me, that makes the video sense. Too, like she was like, <sighs> yeah, like really. And I scared. think our body, I mean, there's this book called The Body Keeps the Score and it's specifically about trauma that you experience. But mm-hmm. I do mm-hmm. really believe that the traumas and the death that you experience in past lives are held in your current body. Oh, yes. I believe that too. Yeah. Okay. Do you have any attachments? How common are attachments? (laughs) All right. This is a question basically about Sven, I think. Like, (laughs) is Sven attached to all of us? Yes. Or this podcast? The short answer is yes, absolutely. Almost everyone has at least a couple of attachments. (laughs) Many of which are negative or parasitic to a certain degree. It's like tapeworms. <laughs> I know. Uh, but these attachments can also be positive since they also include spirit guides. It is actually quite rare to find someone that does not have any negative attachments. Usually these people are already warded and have made a conscious effort to remove any of them that they've had. There are a lot of ways to get rid of attachments through energetic cleansing practices, so I won't go into detail on that, but I personally also wear a warded piece of jewelry at all times to ensure that nothing can even see me when I am in public. Also, the stronger or brighter your aura is, the more attachments you are likely to have, since a bright aura in the spirit world is kind of like being a light bulb in a moth enclosure. I feel like that's why you and your family have so many spirits. Your auras are just like I think so too. Come here, ghosties. And we like we lived together. I I experience far fewer hauntings when I'm not with my family. Yeah. But when I'm home with my family, I think all of us together, we kind of I don't know, we burn brighter. Yeah. And so things come in, things happen. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just want to end this email thanking you all for what you do. I've been an avid listener for two and a half years and have thoroughly enjoyed hearing you both grow both as podcasters and as individuals. It took a long time for me to convince Asher to allow me to share his story with you. So I hope that you enjoyed it. If you have any specific questions, feel free to me reach out to me at the email that I sent you this on. Uh, Blessed be Anna. Anna, we have so more than a few questions. Yeah. Yeah. We need a master class. Yes. We need a five-week course in intensive I also taught by you and Asher. Want to go along with the squad on a right? call. Uh, I know. I wish that so are you familiar with the Try Guys from BuzzFeed? 
Um, not really. Have you heard about them? Um, I, I haven't. I'm somewhat familiar. So I know there's going to be fans probably that listen here that are going to think I'm getting some things <laughs> wrong. But I think the premise is basically there are a few people, members of this group, the Try Guys, and each one of them will pick like an interest that they have specifically or the group will collectively like have an interest. Like we want to go ghost hunting or we want our auras red. I mean, I'm giving examples that like we would yeah. do, but it could be like, I want to go on Broadway or I want to go to a cranberry bog, like stuff like that. Okay. And then they'll try it and they'll learn all about it from experts. That's fun. So it's almost like the video version of Ologies, yeah, the podcast with Ellie yeah. Ward, but like doing More it. Experience, and I wish yeah. that we got to do that, but with all spiritual things, like everything under the umbrella of ghostly paranormal Why can't happenings. we? Wouldn't that be amazing? Why can't we? I don't know. Let's talk to our team and be like, you know, guys, we know. We're hitting the road. We're... Can you hook us up with some people that want to do this with us? Yeah. Because that would be sweet. Like, imagine that. Like, we do we do like a CE5 event. Well, now you're speaking my All language. The things, right? <gasps> yes. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Muscle, get muscle testing done. Like, oh, I there's thought you were so gonna much say, we get could do. Muscle tats. Because Get tatted, yeah. baby. I do want to get more tats, so I will do that. Um, in a haunted tattoo shop. Are you going to get the – have you ever shown your tattoo that you got with your sister on oh, here? Oh, I don't know. I'll, can you see it kind of? A little bit. I love that tattoo. I know. Me too. It's so pretty. But I also really want to show you Leia real quick. See if I can Okay. get an angle of her. Oh. Oh. <laughs> and there's my keyboard. There she is. <laughs> Look at her. She's like, what the fuck? No, Why I need am I to being exposed? adjust my camera. Oh, wow. We're really – we're getting a full tour of your apartment. I know. <laughs> And now the audio is going to be bad, too. Sorry, Aiden. <sighs> All right. We're back. Okay. But an incredible email. Yes. Anna, Anna, I'm I'm so glad you sent that. I'm glad that Asher allowed part of his yeah. experiences to be shared, too. Because yeah, this is really interesting. And it's also reminding me a bit of when we talked to Ariel Willow, but has a lot more experiences and knowledge working with different attachments and different spirit guides that aren't necessarily like the angelic beings that we're yeah. used to hearing about. And so I I just, I'm like thinking about all the things we learned from Ariel and then this email. And I just feel like I'm, my knowledge, I'm broadening my yeah, horizons with like my growing. understanding or, or how I perceive the spirit world. And I know Anna was like, be careful about past life regressions, but it also makes you want to do it more. And I feel like mm -hmm. we should. Yeah, we definitely should. I'd be really down. Me too. I, I just think it's so interesting. And I think you and I should do it in person together so that we have yes. like buddy system. Let's do it. Let's okay. let's actually do it. I know. Truly. Next okay. time you come into town, we'll plan it. So I have to come before or your wedding because we can't do it your wedding weekend. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay well let's make plans to do it sooner we'll make plans later. yeah yeah i okay. know i'm curious too because i have like for past life regret regressions i have i talked about it when we were talking to ariel willow but i have a lot of like knowledge and familiarity when i was in athens greece yeah and then i have some memories that don't belong to me in present life that i thought did because they felt so real and i was there and then it took other people being like we've never been there or you didn't live during that time period in history to be like, oh my God, that's right. I'm eight years old. I didn't live during that time. <laughs> and so, so I'm curious if those like little pieces, when we go in 
and get past life regression if I'll be able to see like further into yeah. my life. I'm sure you will. If especially if they already resonate and radiate in this life, I'm sure that those are strong past lives that will mm-hmm. come through. Um okay. I have a story to end with and it's not necessarily um paranormal and I well I hope it's not because it is called I dreamt that Sabrina drove off a cliff and other premonitions. No. I know. You can't say and other premonitions because then it makes it seem like it's going to really happen. I know. Sabrina. And you know I'm scared of dying in a car, but yes. this is from Ashley, she her and I basically disclaimer the dream is that Ashley and I are driving together. So Ashley, I will never get in a car with you. I apologize. Nope. But I think this is the warning. Anyway, also Hello. never drive anywhere that there are cliffs, Sabrina. That maybe that's and- a way to avoid this too. <laughs> You're not allowed to drive up to Santa Barbara that really scary way. That's hard. Okay. Hello, Corinne and Sabrina. I've been putting off writing this email for so long, mostly because my life is a hectic mess. Hey, same. But after listening to the most recent Campfire Stories episode and receiving a response from Sabrina in the chat, I knew it was my sign to finally get it done. Okay. (laughs) So I don't actually think this dream was a premonition, but it was pretty weird and terrifying. And I really hope it was not a premonition. I had this dream last year, not long after I started listening to the podcast. This particular night, I woke up at 3 a.m. on the dot for no reason. Then at 5 a.m., I was awoken again, but this time by my wailing Siamese kitty, Mina, photo attached, also a photo of my pups, Jasper and Sadie. Sabrina, I know you know the struggle. (laughs) Waking up from a loud cat? Yes, I do. Mm -hmm. I don't usually think too much of it when I get woken up in the night because my cat is a butthead. So this nightmare actually happened somewhere in between 3 a.m. and 5 a.m. From what I can remember, I was in the passenger seat of a car with Sabrina driving. We were all laughing and talking about going to meet Corinne because we were all just besties in this dream. (laughs) As we approached a super sharp turn. I guess this turn was so sharp that Sabrina felt like she couldn't make it without putting the car in reverse. Can you tell I don't drive? (laughs) Ashley said, I really know nothing, not even in my dreams. Anyway, so we start backing up and I know that we're very close to the edge of the road, so I feel nervous about it. Just as I'm about to finish saying, be careful, you might back off, I felt the the car slide back and instantly we were falling through the air towards a large body of water. Scary. It was such a weird- That is really scary. Especially with you living on the Pacific coast, like so so close to so many, like PCH, I'm just picturing all of the cliffs. It was such a weird sensation, like time almost froze for a moment and I just turned to Sabrina and said, I think we're going to die- I reached out to hug her because I didn't know what else to do. I guess my brain took over the dream at this point because as we continued to fall, I started trying to problem solve. Like, what are we supposed to do in this situation? Unroll the window so we can get out and if the impact didn't kill us? But the impact never came. I guess it's true that you can't die in your dream. Well, a few days later, I'm listening to your podcast again, and I heard Sabrina mention her fear of driving slash one day getting into a serious car accident. And I remember being totally shocked enough to write down the episode number and this dream because it just made it so much freakier. 
It's totally possible that maybe I heard you mention it or talk about driving before this dream and I just forgot. I've wanted to go back and listen to the episodes prior to see, but I can't find the notebook that I wrote down the episode number anywhere, which is frustrating. I think it was around the time I had listened to the Dominus episode, so it's definitely before episode 20. I will keep Hmm. looking and update you if I ever find out for sure. Either way, I hope it's not a premonition of how Sabrina will die, but definitely a crazy coincidence. However, it wouldn't be the first time I've had a freaky dream or premonition like this. When I was very young, like probably around five years old, I had a terrifying dream that an older boy was living under my bed and wouldn't leave. I didn't know the boy, but he really scared me, and I remember yelling at him to get out and leave me alone. Now, I know people say you can't dream of someone you've never seen before, but one morning as I was walking into the school building, I happened to see this boy. I was absolutely shook because I recognized him from my dream right away, but I swear I had never seen him in person before. Wow. It still seems so weird to me have a scary dream about a stranger, and it always made me wonder if there was more going on. Like, did this boy grow up to be a bad person or something? These stories could easily be explained away, but I have so many other experiences like this and feelings of deja vu throughout my life, and I've always felt like I have a really good read on people. Maybe it's just a good intuition, or maybe it's nothing is a coincidence. Yeah, nothing is a coincidence. Love from Northern, I think BC's British Columbia. Canada, Ashley, she, her. And then Ashley attached such cute photos of her pets. Oh my gosh. Okay, well, I'm a little concerned <laughs> given the the one with the boy had some accuracy there. Yeah. But here's another thing. I'm wondering if perhaps you guys were just so connected in like the astral plane or like in your dreams or just even what if Ashley is just so such a strong empath and so so like energetically spiritual when like basically like what if she can astral project and has all of these abilities and so like for her to lock into just enjoying the podcast and and hearing about us like perhaps unintentionally basically like temporarily tethered to you and absorbed some of your fears or joined into like a dream or nightmare I was having this though Mm -hmm. just unlocked a memory I used to have again a reoccurring dream slash nightmare that there was this road that was super hilly next to my house that I grew up in like from like Mm -hmm. eighth through high school And in this dream, I would start driving down the hill and all of a sudden as I got down to the bottom of the hill, it started filling with water and I couldn't get out of my car. Okay. How old were you? How old were you? Were you 95 years old? 100 years old? (laughs) No, I was definitely like around my – like like when I was having the dream age. (sighs) Okay. I'm scared (laughs) of you, Sabrina. I feel like there's just so many things that are coming up. Okay. What if – what – Let's look at it a different way. What okay. if the car falling off the cliff, you never die at the end, right? You just have the fear of of dying. So I mean, what if this isn't you actually falling off a cliff in real life? But what if this is like a death of self moment? Like you're going to go through something that just changes your life and the trajectory of where you were going. And you're going to basically like be born, be born again, like start anew on a new journey. Yeah. I mean, I am experiencing that right now, right? My Saturn return. Exactly. You are or, in your car crash. <laughs> you survived. It's interesting because I and feel like- And now you're climbing back up the cliff. Yes. I thought I survived my car crash and then I kept falling and then I kept falling even more. And so now I think I'm slowly climbing up, I hope. 
But I also wonder, speaking of like past life regression and past lives in general, I wonder if this fear is carried over from a past life. And I kind of mm. hope it is because it's it's a fear I've had since young, very, very young. Yeah. Well, this is more reason for us know. to do a past life regression. Let's yes. see. Can we do a past Dang, life regression Ashley, for Leia have, too? What, what'd you say? Can, Can we, we do a for Leia? Yeah. Yeah. We should, we should actually talk to like an animal communicator. That would be so fun. It would be fun. Ashley, if you have any other dreams or premonitions, please alert us immediately. Please. That goes for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Let me them? know. Yeah. Where Let should we avoid? Let us know what we're working with. Yeah. How to prepare ourselves. Yes, exactly. How to try to trick fate. Yes. And keep ourselves alive. Please. Which, let me end you on this one question, okay. Sabrina, because I feel like this okay. is a divisive question for many people, similar to like our classic, do you wash your feet in the shower or do you let the runoff wash your feet mm-hmm. sort of thing? Okay. If there was an apocalypse of sorts, like the world is ending, mm-hmm. do you try to survive or do you just want to go with the, most of the masses? It depends on the situation. If I'm going to survive with my loved ones, I will try to survive. If all of my loved ones are dying, then there's truly no point. Mm. I think the the pain and the devastation I would feel surviving would be absolutely awful. Yeah, that's true. And I don't want to be responsible for procreating and like reviving the population. Oh, I wasn't even thinking about that. I was thinking about like, where do I fortify some sort of structure in the mountains and live my life peacefully all by myself and yeah, kill any danger that comes near? Have you ever seen The 100? The 100? No. The, it was a CW show. I think show. I watched the first season, actually. I loved it. Um, yeah. I definitely watched the first season. Yeah. it was. It's different than what you're saying, but kind of like this, like there was basically explosions on Earth and the radiation was so bad that they went up to space. And then mm. years later, when Earth was deemed in, like habitable again, they sent all the kids down. So it was like a 100 children basically and um to see and scout it out and there are people that are currently still living on earth right that are like they survived and they're the danger yeah Yeah. it's a kind of like bird box a little bit too yeah yeah definitely or a quiet place there's so many it's an interesting thing it's like i guess comment below do you do you fight to survive even if you're solo do you go with the masses like my mom when i have discussed bunkers in the past she goes i don't want a bunker if everyone's dying, I want to die too. Like, yeah. what if I survive? I, uh, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. Take me first. I'm like, what? What? Yeah. So curious what everyone else would choose. Yeah. Who would you be in these horror movies? Survivor or part of the end of days? Mm-hmm. Let us know. And also, please send us your ghost stories to two girls, one ghost podcast at gmail.com. We want to hear all of them. All of them. Every single one. Mm-hmm. Thank you for being here. We love you. And we will. See you you on the other side. Oh, did you stop it? Oh, oh. Maybe in the future. Here, I'll stop this one. But in the future, we should keep it going and then do the, um, like, in this episode, you'll hear.